Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Oh, hey moviegoers. <laughs> I didn't hear you come in. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. That's kind of kind of scintillating right i guess so i don't know i was trying to i was waiting for you to be like no what are you doing put the gun down no (laughs) (laughs) not my wife (laughs) not my dog (laughs) somebody knows what movie we're doing today i'm assuming you all know what movie we're doing it's in the title of the episode yeah the whole reason you clicked on it (laughs) click more like wick Ooh. (laughs) Let's see if uh, if we're we're a couple of power bottoms today. <laughs> so we're talking John Wick three, power bottom, power bottom, power it's bottoms. Actually, John Wick chapter three, chapter three, of course. Yes. Oh, oh, very excited for this episode. Me too. Very excited. I've done extensive homework in preparation. Yeah. You want to know how recently I watched all these movies? Oh, I do. So I, I rewatched the first one on Sunday. Cool. And then on Tuesday, I watched most of it. Throughout the day, the mm-hmm. second one I'm talking about, but I had like five minutes left over. I got to the movie theater with like 10 minutes to spare, pulled my phone out in the parking lot before the movie, finished the second one, and went in to watch the third one. Perfect way to see it. Perfect way to see it. You want to know how, uh, how studied up I am? So Megan, wifey, has not seen any of them. So we watched the first one on Monday, watched the second one on Tuesday. Besides that, I've seen one and two. Five times in the last two weeks. What? I watched <laughs> combined each of them five times. What? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and I've already seen John Wick 3 twice. That's I had literally just came back from seeing it in IMAX only like <laughs> two hours ago, three hours ago. Yeah, I knew you saw it. Dude. <laughs> These fucking movies. Do you feel like you could murder someone now? <laughs> I honestly have been thinking, I'm like, how do I become an assassin? I want to do it. It, it looks seems so awesome. It looks fucking cool. And you don't die. <laughs> well, unless you're any you're other John. assassin movie in the movie. Listen, all I need is a cool nickname like Baba Yaga, and I am golden. I'm going to be called Boogie Woogie. <laughs> I come in to like disco music. I'm a bow, 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 bow. I once saw him kill a man bow, bow. in a bar. <laughs> With a record. <laughs> Booba. What's it? Boogie woogie. Boogie woogie. That's the kind of episode this is going to be, people. But, dude, these fucking films, we're going to get deep into them. I'm saying this is the most research I've been. I had a lot of knowledge on the Endgame spoiler episode, but a lot of that was stuff I already brought with me into the movie, just knowing the comics and, like, memorizing all of the other movies in the MCU. This one, I actually was like 
Googling like a fucking madman. I was binging. I was oh, asking Jeeves. I was going to say Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Jeeves. They need to make one for the Continental called uh, Ask Sharon. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. I would, yeah, I would only use that that website. Although it cost a gold coin for every piece of information. Exactly. So. <laughs> Have you, um? did you see the first John Wick before I let you borrow it? No. No? Oh, no. So this is or, all... or I I think if I did, I never saw the whole thing. Whole thing. Because okay. some of it felt really familiar when I was watching it through all the way. But. Yeah, I've only gotten into these movies within like the year, within yeah. months. And God, I'm so angry at everybody I've known since 2014 who hasn't told me to watch these movies. <laughs> but I'm also very happy because around the time that I was like watching them, I have three to pull from now because I got to watch the first two. Yeah. And then only like two months later was the third one coming out. Yeah. And. <laughs> I'm throwing it down right now. This is my second favorite franchise to the MCU. This is my favorite action franchise, I think, including the MCU. Whoa! Yeah, but see, you I dirty whore. But see, I think that I say action, and I think yeah. you know me. I don't like action movies really, typically. Me neither. But these movies are like transcendent. <laughs> They're amazing. So. These are great. These are great. But I we're actually, gonna get. I actually made Ryan and Liv watch them. Yeah, during the week, and How they, they like them. Uh, they haven't seen three yet. I actually almost wish we were going to see three tonight because we're going to the movies right after we record this episode. Yeah, but we're seeing a different movie. But I would, yeah, no, they want to see it, and but I think Liv enjoyed it more than Ryan. I don't know. Yeah, I think they both liked them, but I think Ryan thought it was going to be more. But I think Ryan also doesn't possibly realize that it's like not. They're not. They're, none of them are like writing masterpieces. Um, I don't know about that. Mm. Uh, you think you think so? I think I think so. Okay, I we'll get into it. I think uh, I think I think it even comes more into the fold in this movie. But like, really, I, I think so. I think, oh man, we'll, we'll all right. We're blowing our load. Where do we are? We're emptying our clip <laughs> real early. We have to quad load. You noticed yeah. the quad loading? That was so sick. It was awesome. Yeah. You, oh, dude. Oh, my God. Super excited. But before we go too crazy, we gotta, we gotta, like, fucking shake this out of our system. We're all, we're sick with the wick. I gotta, I got a sickness for the wickness. Get up. Come on. Get down with the wickness. Oh. Wow. Oh. We should, we should definitely record a, uh, a cover of that. Down with the wickness. Down with the wickness. That's if they so don't stupid. put that song in the next movie, John Wick 4, mm-hmm. which, spoiler alert, they've already announced. Yeah, they already announced it. Yeah. It's awesome. Fucking, fucking cool. So fucking cool. It's cool because uh took them a while to announce three. Yeah. Which, not for me. <laughs> it's not like a while while but i think it was at least like a month and a half oh that's not that long but this is like less than a week it but, was like it was like two days after i came out but two is way more open-ended and obviously actually this yeah. one pretty obviously sets up the a sequel too i felt though like two was definitely like oh so there's a sequel like when it oh ended. yeah no but so for sure i was surprised that it took them that long but yeah. I, I think now they're gonna churn them out yeah, I hope they don't. I hope they don't kill it though. Really hope they don't kill it. I hope they kill everything. <laughs> I hope they just kill as many things as they want to. This is a murder fest. It is. And these movies seem to be sparking a whole line of different uh, assassin like movies because like you're really, really getting like a resurgence in this. Like we saw 
we saw a few in the past come out, and they're actually connected to this movie, which we will end up talking about, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Before we do that, before we fucking do that, I'm thinking, thinking. Oh, wait a minute, somebody. I think someone's. I think someone's coming to get me. I gotta get out of here. I gotta hightail it out of here. I'm gonna. What's this? A horse? Why not? I'll definitely ride a horse. What do they got? Motorcycles? I don't care. I'm gonna hop on this horse. I'm gonna smack it on the ass as hard as I can and ride it all the way to the trailer park. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it relates to the movie. You guys will see. You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. I mean, it'll make sense one day. But speaking of the assassin thing, like, we're sticking on brand. Yep. For the trailer park. Mm-hmm. There, there just seems to be movies coming out and being like, we are also making a John Wick movie without John Wick. Yeah. We are talking. Is it Anna? Anna? I almost feel like it's going to be Anna. Anna. Cause, with cause a backwards like, N. <laughs> and a backwards A, if that's possible. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Hard to tell when, yeah, it's, it, when an A is backwards. You know, the, the, like the logo for it, the second N is backwards. Yeah, I think that's why I think it was the A is backwards too, because it's like A N, and then it's mirrored again for the N. Oh, I see, I see. So I'm just assuming the A is backwards. Okay, but yeah, no, we are talking Anna, Anna. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? <laughs> who knows? I only saw this trailer when I first went to see John Wick three. Never heard anything about it before. I actually I saw it um maybe like last week. Okay, and then I saw it again in the theater the other night. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember watching this. Yeah, I also never catch the trailers. I've only seen maybe five trailers in theaters, and four of them were from the first time I saw John Wick 3, and then one of them was today when I got to the theater. I walked in just as the It 2 trailer was starting. Oh, nice. So you got to see it. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. What did you think of it? It was cool. It was cool? It was all right. Well, tell me more. I still need to see the first one. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I was really... that. That's Honestly, I didn't pay attention to any of the trailers Except for the it one, yeah, and I was like, I'm so excited for this. Yeah, but yeah, I'll, I love Bill Hader, but that's not the trailer we're talking about. No, maybe we should talk about it. No, <laughs> yeah, is it too late to leave this trailer park and go to a different trailer, trailer park? park? <laughs> How many trailer parks are in this fucking state? This is a lot. It's <laughs> a lot. You know what's kind of cool? I would argue a movie that came before the John Wick franchise that's very similar in terms of the. The hyper realism, violence, and stuff has ties to this Anna movie. Mm, yeah, Taken franchise. Oh, okay. Luke Besson, he's the director on this movie. He was a writer and producer on like all the Taken movies. Okay, so I think that gives you a little bit of hope that this movie could give you some crazy over the top violence that you're looking for. Oh yeah, I mean, well the trailer actually shows shows some pretty cool stuff. I think, if I remember correctly, I've only watched this trailer once. You want to get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. It's quite the fairy tale you got going on here. From top flight model in Moscow to rubbing shoulders with the elite. What was the nature of your relationship? For the longest with time, I thought that she was uh, Anya Taylor Joy from Glass. You oh, yeah, she kind of does look like her. Yeah. PM. Did you notice anything suspicious? Like what? Did you see Lucy? I didn't see that. See, that's a pretty cool kill. 
and it doesn't look like see, it looks kind of like they're going the John Wick approach where they're going all steady cam, not yeah. shaky bullshit like camera. Pros. Yeah. See, like this. Yeah, this is cool. She's like killing people with like broken, broken plates. plates. Yeah. yeah. How did you do that? Your next target is in Paris. There'll be no backup. Any questions? Which room? What do you want most in the world? I don't know the time period on this. Yeah. You'll never make it out of here. It does kind of look... Hi. Kind of look a little name? bit older, like almost like uh, it looks like seventies like or yeah, Cold War or something like that. Yeah, maybe maybe like early eighties. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Not totally sure how I feel about it because some of like the settings and stuff that they show in this trailer, like one thing, not to compare it, but that's the reason why we're doing it in the trailer park is when you look at like. John Wick and like the atmosphere and like the world that they like create and everything. It really has like a very distinct look and stuff. This looks pretty stale. Yeah. It looks like all like super well lit and like, I don't know. It just doesn't look like it has any edge to it. It looks like John Wick light a little bit. I feel or like atomic blonde light. Yeah. And atomic blonde was in terms of atmosphere kind of straightforward. I mean, they like drained all the color from that movie. Yeah. But it was based on, it was, you know, it was, it was, quote like real life that took place i think during the cold war as well and it was in oh, like, okay. moscow or whatever but yeah i mean like i feel like see i've never watched the first john wick trailer but i feel like if you watched that one i don't know how much you would get of the world building in it because yeah fair the world building in the john wick movies kind of sneaks up on you oh yeah like the first one i feel like is fairly linear in its plot and stuff but the second one they just go balls in on the world and you're like holy shit there's so much more going on here so I don't know if they're going to get into anything like that or if this this might just be straight up just like, oh, this takes place, you know, present day. Yeah. Or this play takes place, you know, whenever and during this period, during this war or something like that. I don't know. I would agree, though. It does look a little bit generic. Yeah. But it could go either way, though. Yeah. Because it I'm sure a lot of, you know, people would have saw like what you're saying. The same thing from the first John Wick if without going to go see it. If you watch a trailer for it, it might look a little, you know, oh, as, as far as all I knew from the first one, it's Keanu Reeves is a fucking badass and goes through killing every motherfucker because someone <laughs> killed his dog. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's like the bare bones of it. And I'm just kind of like, okay, like that seems, that seems all right. Yeah. And then you watch it and you're like, whoa, it's so much more than that. Mm -hmm. But well, that's the it. thing. I like, mean, this, I think, maybe? I think if they did the action well in this movie, which Based on the trailer, it looks good. It reminds me a little bit of the church scene from Kingsman in a way. Mm. The Kingsman scene's really, really hectic, and it, it's like not technically the same thing, but just like the all the people in the same room and like using yeah. that. It reminds me of that. But like, I hope that's not like the money shot. That's not like the moment in the movie that you come to see because yeah, I don't want you know. I I'm hoping there's multiple set pieces that are amazing. Yeah, that looks like it might be like an instigating like factor to the story or whatever because like she's being interrogated by the scarecrow 
and <laughs> yeah and uh they're questioning her because like some shit went down in this place or maybe they're not even asking her about that one and they're just the way they cut it was to make it seem so but yeah. it looks like that's almost like your introduction to her and then from there they work backwards to like teach you who she is and like where she comes from so like for all we know most of that trailer that we saw like that huge fight scene in the restaurant yeah that's probably like first 15 minutes Hopefully. Kind of, kind of like the robbery in um, Baby Driver, mm-hmm. where it's like you see mo- that's most of the trailer is that first chase chase scene. Yeah. And that's, it's like literally like the first minute of the movie or first five minutes, you know? I would hope so, just because I want to be surprised. But also, you know, you mentioned Atomic Blonde. I showed you the other night. Atomic Blonde yeah. has one of the most like amazing, like realistic fight scenes ever. Yeah, that single shot. The single shot. Like it's like 10 minutes uncut fight on like a staircase basically yeah it's crazy it's awesome and that again i can't remember how much they showed of that in the trailer but i don't think they showed much of it and that is like deep in the movie like that's like yeah you've got maybe like half hour left in the movie 20 minutes left when that hits but that's yeah. like that's kind of the finale and i don't remember them showing that much of it i hope this is like early and not like the centerpiece of the movie you know yeah who knows could be could be cool it could be cool the actress, uh, Sasha Luss, I think is how you pronounce her last name. Okay. She really hasn't been in much. I think this is only her third movie. Yeah. Or fourth movie, something like that. But, and she really hasn't done much to like flex any action, you know, muscle. So, yeah. Maybe, so who maybe, knows? maybe this is something she's really good at. She was in Valerian, which came out two oh, years ago. Wow. And, but she's like, cool. she, yeah, no, that movie was <laughs> god awful. And the, it's like, valerian in the city of a thousand planets a thousand bad cgi effects um (laughs) she she uh she plays like a fully cgi character oh weird yeah so and like they mo-capped her but like it's not something where like you know you really get to see her flex yeah so i don't know i'm hoping that she's good in this uh bringing in some new talent yeah there's no reason to think that it's bad but there's also no reason to think that it's going to be good yeah it could go either way. It could be a. It's either going to be a surprise hit or it's going to be a stinker, like you might kind of expect. Yeah, honestly, one of the weirdest things that makes me believe it's going to be a stinker is just that backwards end. Uh, just the, just like <laughs> in the logo, just like any type of cheesy route that they take. Yeah, like that seems like so not like self aware. Like they're like, we're going to be so edgy, we're going to put the end backwards, and I'm like, yeah, hmm. <laughs> Hmm. You guys are real I, cool. I don't like that. <laughs> you know who else puts letters backwards? Toys R Us. And look, <laughs> look what happened to them. <laughs> Learn a lesson. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. How dare you? But yeah, I mean, I think it's coming out in like late summer, I want to say. Maybe like, I think it said like August or something like that. Or maybe it was just a coming soon. But there's a lot of heavy hitters coming out in that same time. This one might be one that gets lost in the shuffle. It's going to really need to like do something cool or something different and interesting to stand out. This movie actually comes out in less than a month. Really? And the trailer just came out. Really? Yeah. When does this? When? June 19th. What? No, June 21st. But yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And this is the first, and I've only just seen a trailer for it a week ago. I think the trailer ago. only came out like last week. Whoa. So that doesn't make me feel confident that the studio is really behind it. Yeah, it's and a They're one strange. of the only ones that have seen it. They put it out with four weeks time before the movie actually comes out to get try and get people excited. Yeah. Oh, I have a feeling this one's definitely going to get lost in the shuffle of the summer blockbusters. Yeah. This ugh, that it's doesn't coming, look good. It's coming out right around the time of Toy Story. And I mean, granted, 
Very I don't think people. Audience. Yeah, I don't think people who are going for Toy Story are, might be the same. <laughs> like, Maybe I'm looking for a gritty action movie. I'm gonna see Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> well, Keanu, Duke Kaboom. That's yeah, his, that's his character's name, Duke Kaboom. I watched. I actually like that. I watched. I watched an interview with um, Keanu Reeves, and he's just playing with puppies and answering questions. I, and, I, I watched that too. Yeah, and the guy's like, "Can you tell us anything about your character from?" Toy Story 4 and then he's just got like dogs on his up and he's like Duke Kaboom Canada's greatest stunt rider and he just throws the question over his shoulder <laughs> like, that, like that. <laughs> dude Keanu's awesome yeah and I think that's a good segue for us to get the fuck out of this trailer park what do you want to talk about now I want to talk about Keanu <laughs> okay <laughs> before before we talk about the Wickerverse I just want to mention Keanu's like the coolest fucking dude in the world yeah he he actually is really cool <laughs> I've I've I, um, seen like all these uh, these videos and stuff because I'm doing research and in doing so like other related videos pop up. There's a number of things where people are just talking about how nice of a guy Keanu Reeves is. What a fucking cool thing to find out that like he's so humble and like down to earth. And I think it was in that same thing where he's with the puppies. Like somebody somebody one of the questions was how do you stay so down to earth? And he just goes well gravity. And then he like laughs. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and it just keeps on going. Yeah. Like, he's, he just seems to be like a really humble, like chill dude. I watched an interview. It was an hour long interview with Chad uh, Stileski. Oh yeah. And they asked him a question basically saying, you know, what is something that like you and Keanu had differences on or something mm-hmm. like that? Or like, when did you ever like, do you ever clash on set or anything like that? And then he's literally like, I've worked with him three John Wick movies. Yeah. All the Matrix movies. Yep. Constantine. Um, oh, I didn't know he worked with. They worked together on Constantine. Yeah, too. actually, actually, Chad Stileski is one of the demons. He's like a. He's, oh, really? Yeah, he was a. He's a stunt man on that movie. He, Chad Stahelski was. He was his stunt man in the Matrix movies. Basically, all the movies that they worked on together, not the John Wick movies. Yeah, he's Keanu Reeves' stunt man. Yeah, yeah, that's and, so cool. Yeah, it is really cool. That's fucking rad. He basically said, like, I've worked on it with him for, on all these movies, and. I have nothing bad to say about him. He, he said, there's no one I would rather work with more than him. I'm just like, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. It's so, it, it's refreshing to hear stuff like that. Considering, especially like look at Hollywood now and all the different things that come out about shady shit behind the scenes and people being, you know, less than honest. Yeah. And uh, yeah, to hear, to hear about a guy who is just kind of real. Mm hmm refreshing it's nice it is nice and it it almost makes these a little bit more easily to enjoy because you can kind of feel like confident that like all right at least like it's gonna be scandal free like i don't have to feel bad about watching this movie yeah (laughs) where it's like now i go back and i'm like am i allowed to watch baby driver am i allowed (laughs) to watch usual suspects like who likes Baby Driver? I know. <laughs> All right. Big Baby Driver poster in here. I know. Yeah, but I should I should say for our listeners, you did a you did a, a cool thing to your poster. Yeah, I took the poster and then I photoshopped uh Kevin Spacey's name out of it. That'll show him. <laughs> That'll show him. Ah! He's feeling that one wherever he is. Yeah, I'm sure. He's listening to the pod like, <laughs> "How dare he one tear rolling down his cheek." Keanu Reeves, I feel like lately Maybe not even lately, just in general. He takes some heat for his acting because, like, yeah, he's not the best actor. Yeah, he's a little dry yeah. in his delivery, but like, he like kills it on these movies. Oh yeah, and I mean for for you know many reasons, but 
he kills it on these movies. And it's cool because when they were coming up with the idea for this movie, it was brought to him. Like the script was brought to him. Yeah. And then he kind of like, it was like almost like this big collaborative process to make the script. Cause the script was really different when the first John Wick was being made. Yeah. You got this? Yeah, I got Okay. I, I saw this too. It was called like Scorn or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the original name for it was <laughs> Scorn. I'm so glad they <laughs> went away from that. And he was supposed to be like a more like an older retired assassin who like kind of finds redemption but then gets brought back into it, which is kind of like a an old story that you've seen a lot of times anyway. So I'm just like really glad that they did something different yeah and also like the trigger moment was basically the bad guys kill his wife yeah where and then that like that thing's like oh now i need to you know get redemption but in this you know in john wick his wife dies and he's grieving and then like them taking away the last piece that he has to his wife almost in a sense is like that's the trigger moment yeah exactly and and that makes him just lose his shit (laughs) it's it's, it's not so what you're saying is you were really happy to see them kill a puppy. Um, I the first time I saw it, I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like right. I was like really sad about it's it. Hard, it's hard to watch. When it he, it when is he hard to watch. Punts that dog in the head, and you're just like, "It's such a, it's such a little puppy." Do you know what the puppy's name was in real life? In real life, no. Yeah. It was Andy. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. In the movie, his name is Daisy, which yeah. was my dog's name. Really? Yeah. No, yeah. That's cool. She's also dead. Oh. Yeah, the uh, fucking Russians. <laughs> Derek Kolstad is the writer on these. Yeah. And he's he's the one who first created it and like shopped it around. Mm-hmm. And then the next person attached was Keanu Reeves. Like yeah. He sold it to, uh, I don't remember the name Th- of the Thunder studio. Road Pictures. Yep. And, uh, and they attached Keanu. And then Keanu Reeves was just like, I know the perfect guys who should direct this. What I don't even know if it was direct this. I think he wanted to them to just direct the action. Like he wanted them to be like the action coordinators kind of on the movie. It's it's really cool that this whole thing has been kind of like this same core group. Yeah. Because even and you know, later um David Leach is is not connected to John Wick two and three now. Like he's not co directing like that he did on the first one. Yeah. But he still is like used as like a reference. Like he will still give insight and like help out with like points and stuff because like they all maintain like a really good like working relationship. So yeah. well, occasionally he'll like consult David Leach and uh, Stileski and Keanu Reeves. I mean, they all worked on the Matrix and they all say that they went to like the Wachowski Film School. Like yeah. the directors, yeah. And that that's another thing. Like there's there's a lot of Matrix references throughout these movies and oh, stuff sure. like that, and, and obviously influence. But if you go back and like think of action movies, I I actually think for me personally, and this was probably just in general, like The Matrix is one of the best action movies in the last fifty years, probably. You want to talk about transcendent? That really transcended a genre. It yeah. was it had so much to it, and it was so unique and different. And it created the tone for the 2000s. Because, mm-hmm. like, look at, like, even just the way they dress in it. And, like, it just totally captures a moment of, in time and set a standard and a tone for the, the next 10 years. Yeah. Easily. That movie pushed the boundaries of, like, action, but also kind of storytelling. The first, yeah. I mean, the second and third one aren't that great, but the first one is phenomenal. Oh, dude. First one is amazing. I almost it's, bought a, a Matrix like 4K box set the other day just so I could have the first one. It was one of the first times, and you know, granted at you know 2000, I was I was young, 
but it was the first time I ever heard of a movie where everybody who saw it was like, you have to see it twice because mm-hmm. you, because you will not understand it the first time. But then the second time, like you piece things together. And this is the first time in my young life that I had ever even heard anything about a movie that was like that or something that deep and that thoughtful that you're just not going to capture everything your yeah. first viewing. Me and my friend, I think it was, I don't know about my friend, but for me, it was my first radar movie seeing in the theater. But we were like all about like rewinding all the action scenes. Just like we watched the movie, but then we'd be like, all right, let's watch like the Neo Smith fight. We just go back and just watch it and yeah. watch it over. And, you know, like so many cool things. And that's kind of how these movies are. Where like the movies themselves are amazing, but if you wanted to, you can just go and watch one action scene over and over and over again for like hours and still be happy because they're that damn good. Oh, hell yeah. Do you want to, I mean, we've already touched on director, writer, but do you want to go like more specific into just John Wick 3? Because it's going to be hard not to talk about all three movies right now, especially because they are so closely connected. Like the fact that they're chapter chapter two and chapter three is perfect because when I was watching John Wick 2 for the third time this week, I was like, they should call this chapter two, not realizing it already was. I'm oh. like, because it really, fe- I was like, this doesn't feel like just a sequel. It feels like a true continuation of the story. Mm-hmm. I would say like the events of the three movies takes place in like what two weeks time. They they said it takes place in the course of one week. Holy fuck, dude! <laughs> yeah, holy fuck. Well, he, obviously, very eventful one week. Yeah, three picks up immediately yeah. after two. Like uh, me, like minutes. Yeah, within I don't, minutes. I don't want to get into the movie yet because I just yeah. want to hit a few things. But I I love the way they started the movie. Me too. Yeah, and I've got notes on it. So Me too. <laughs> me, me too, me too. You know, I mean, it's funny that we were talking about this before and I didn't get to like, finish my thought, but David Leach, you said he was like co-director on the first right. one and then he's not attached to them now. The reason behind that, because I did research, yeah. is because it's like the D- Director's Bureau of America, whatever. Okay. Director's yeah. Guild of America. Yeah. They don't allow for more than one director to be on a movie. Which is weird. It's weird because- Russo Brothers- well, they say, like, if you have a standard of already working together, then we'll make exceptions for it. Got but you. John Wick was their first movie directing together or whatever, so they, they didn't allow it. Hmm. So, Interesting. But apparently, you can be co-directors. You can do that, but you can't be part of the guild. Oh, okay. But if you're not part of the guild, I didn't know this, you can't direct for big studios. They I couldn't Weird. find a list of what quote-unquote big studios are but i'm assuming that's like your fox disney all like all that stuff you know yeah well the first two movies aren't really in like big studios no the first one uh definitely isn't i haven't looked up the budget for the first and second one but i would i would guess that the first one had a pretty modest budget on it yeah definitely there's there's not even a killing it for the first half hour of the movie yeah (laughs) which is great though yeah it's, uh, it's perfect with the exception of the villains who have been decimated over the last two movies, they bring back yeah. pretty much everybody. Yeah, yeah. They they bring back your main players. Yeah. You got, they, you're at your Winston. You got the concierge. Uh, I don't remember his name. Uh, Sharon. Sharon. They, they don't bring back John Leguizamo's character, though. Oh, yeah. And but he's working on the car. That's what I was going to say. How sick would it be is after the last movie, he picks up the car. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> I think so. that's how the whole series ends, is he picks up the car and he just like drives, drives away. Off, drives yeah. off. Oh, be man. awesome. <laughs> I'd be so good. I really want to write for the next one. Honestly, so these movies take place in New York. Mm-hmm. I, and looking at some of the, like the outside shots, like they must film in New York. You know, I'm f- fairly heavily tattooed. I want to work in the switchboard. 
Like I want I want to be an extra at the <laughs> at the uh, continental switchboard, just like fucking Penguin was from Gotham. Yeah, whatever his name is. But like, just tattoo me up and just have me carry around a folder in the background. <laughs> but I'm going to work diligently to become an extra in the next John Wick movie. That'd be cool. If I... he can kill me, all the better. <laughs> I would love John <laughs> to kill me. me. They filmed a lot of the movie in New York, but I know that they also film in Canada a little bit. Okay, that makes sense. A lot of a lot of movies film in Canada. Yeah, now. I think uh, which is one of my favorite scenes in the second John Wick movie. The whole like like I don't know if it, is it a mall or a train st- I think it's a train station and that's okay. when like him and Cassian are like shooting I think it's Cassian oh, that's so they're good. shooting at each other with the silencers and like in the crowd I love that <laughs> nobody notices that nobody was, notices people get murdered in this city there was a few times in this movie that it, like people die and like people just walk past I'm like oh. Grand Central Station yep where you can commit a triple homicide without anybody batting an eye. <laughs> But yeah, that was shot in Quebec. And then they shot, like, I think they shot in Morocco for, like, the uh, like desert sequences and stuff with Halle Berry in this movie. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I think the first one might be all shot, like, in New York. Yeah, no, definitely, because just take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just in New York. And even, like, setting-wise, I mean, he lives in New Jersey in the movie, but it's pretty much all contained within New York. It's not until the second one where he like has to travel more and he like goes to Rome and stuff like that. And that's really where you get a lot of world building and you actually see him in the life of an assassin when he's like back in and he's doing the task for fucking Santino. Di- yeah. D'Antonio. Yeah. They gave him the, the, the marker. Yeah. Love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that. And I love that they go back to some of that stuff. This is so we talked about it before. Like, you know, you were like, Oh, the writing not much of a masterpiece or whatever. I'm like, I beg to differ, man. Cause these movies, they say the most with the least amount of words. You think so? I think so. Okay. You know, sometimes you get a little bit of exposition because it's like necessary. I don't ever feel like there's a wasted word. I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I, I don't think the actual, maybe the, like the plot. Cause I, the draw to the movie is let's watch him rip shit apart you know for, kill people and and, it, and honestly like i feel like the draw is you're not going to see better action than this yeah like that's really like i genuinely believe that there's no better you're not going to see a better action movie or action scenes in any other movie than these for sure and i think they every single movie like you watch the first john wick and you, everyone's like oh man the club sequence is fucking awesome and then you watch the second one and then you're like Dude, Holy when he's, shit, like when he's going through like the, the tunnels and, and stuff, stuff like yeah. that, oh. like that is nuts. And then there's the the mirror sequence at the end of that. And then yeah. there's like five in this movie that I'm like, holy crap, they're all better than anything I've seen before. I know, and so- that's why we were talking about like you know, there's only three movies, so like ranking them, that's kind of like you know, we could do that when we're done with this. Well, I feel like we just spin them off like super quick. But we were talking about doing like our top five favorite like fight sequences in this, and I I texted you when I was leaving it after the second time. I'm like, honestly, I don't know if I should do this or could do this because they might all be in the third one. <laughs> I think I could, I think my top three, I mean, my top five would have three from this movie. I, I, I have whittled it down. I'm the same. I got, I, I whittled it down to five now. Yeah. I did. I did it, think about it. So if you wanted to do it, we could, but I definitely want to do it. Okay. But in terms of the writing, I feel like it's a little bit, I don't think the, the writing is anything to write home about. I don't want to get into that stuff yet. I feel like this movie more so than the other ones is a little bit sloppy at times. You think so? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm interested to find out why. I think I think the first one 
is very streamlined and yeah. there's no wasted space. Yes. It's, it's simple, but it's super effective. Right. And then I think the second one is amazing in terms of its world building. Yeah. And I like the writing a lot on, on that one as well. Still, I don't think it's anything that's like, oh my God, this is like going to blow my mind. Yeah. But I, I, I enjoy it. This one, there's a few things in particular where mainly in the second act that I was like, uh, I, don't, I don't know about this. Well, let's get into it now because I'm kind of interested because I, I almost have a feeling that some of the things you don't like about it might be what I like about it. Okay. So, so what, what's one of those things that really like stood out to you that was like so different from the first two that maybe wasn't quite as good for you? I feel like there's a lot of things that he does. He goes to a, a few different places yeah. in the second act and they're all kind of like, okay, you're here. Now you got to go here. They get there. Okay, now we got to go here. You go there. And then like, okay, now well, you got to like go once here. Like once he gets to Casablanca? Just in general. He goes he goes back to his like old like assassin school type place. Yeah. Then he goes to meet Holly Berry. Then he goes, basically they tell him like, just walk out into the desert until you're almost dead. And then these guys will pick you up. And then that's the elder. Yeah. And then basically like you can be in his debt and they'll... See, we'll kind of reverse everything. See, I saw I saw complaints about that too. That doesn't bother me at all. I uh, I felt like it drags a little bit, but then also, and I I understand why after the fact. But John Wick makes a decision later, maybe like ten minutes later, mm-hmm. and it almost makes the entire middle of the movie pointless. Which what decision? He basically he like does this whole thing to get in the graces of the elder. Oh right, and then he goes back, and then he's like, you know what? Fuck that clown. <laughs> yeah, but that was. He's trying to figure it out. He's a, he's a man lost. He is. He's lost. And and even um you know the one who sits above the high table, he he even points it out to him. And he, and he says it in that line, he says, "I've never seen somebody fight so hard to get back to where they started." And that kind of is John's trajectory like as much as he, you know, when you look at him and like the decisions he makes throughout like the first two movies and then for, you know, the beginning of this one, like everything he does seems like very calculated and with intent. And they even say the same line in the first one and the second one is that he is, you know, a man of focus and sheer will. Everything just seems so confident. But then I feel like in this one, we really watch him flail more. And as much as he seems like he's he's still super intent and he still has that will, he tears his ticket with the Russians, which is I love that scene because we get to yeah. find out more of his backstory. We understand That's what cool his scene. tattoos are, mm-hmm. why he can speak Russian, who he is, like where he got his training and everything like I. There's a lot that I like about that. But like, even though he's doing certain things and he's like, sure, he wants to go to Halle Berry, he's really burning every bridge he has. He turns in his marker. He, you know, tears his ticket with the Russians. So now he doesn't have that. He can't return home. He broke the rules of the Continental. He lost that. Like, he's lost. He has he has burned all of his bridges. He doesn't know what to do. He's beside himself. He's not the same assassin that he would have been before his retirement. He lost his wife. He got thrown back into it. And now he's just flailing through this movie. I think it was super intentional that he is making poor decisions. Okay. You know? Maybe I'll feel differently watching it a second time. Did you feel at like that at all the first time you watched it? 
the first time I was a little, I was more on your side. The second time, now I feel better about it. Yeah, because I want to see it a second time to see if it changes my mind. Because when I was watching it, and I didn't really know what the intent of the whole, like, because they never tell you really what his intent is. Yeah. He's just kind of doing things. I think it almost just seems like, okay, he's going to go here. He's going to go here, like, without much direction. And then especially after he, like, just throws it all away super quick, I was kind of like, eh. You know, I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think I think him I, throwing it away was really for well, one is because it was Winston, and you can see his hesitance when he's speaking with the elder. Oh yeah, and who's telling him like, "Hey, you're gonna have to kill Winston," and he's just like, "What?" Like, he, and he doesn't want to, but at this point now, he wants to survive. Mm-hmm. So even even if in his head he never planned to do it, he knows is like, "Well, the only way I'm gonna leave this this place alive." to even attempt to continue living is by agreeing. Yeah. Winston has always been on his side and has always been overstepping his boundaries. Boundaries. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I'm actually really excited for what they're going to, cause they, they're setting it up now where you're going to find out more about the two of them. You yeah. have to. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really intrigued with that. And they're also setting it up. So huge spoiler, but they're setting it up now where, uh, Neo and Morpheus are gonna work I together. Pretty, pretty oh, it's so cool! And these go—they're going against the high table. Yeah, that's honestly, I'm like, part of me when I left this theater, I was super jacked up because I liked it so much. Yeah, spoiler for how I felt about it, but I was also like, fuck, man, like I like this movie a lot, but I'm super excited for what's to come next. That I'm almost think like not even thinking about this movie anymore. I'm thinking about like. I hope he fucking goes on a ra- even bigger rampage on the high table. But but that's a thing too that you see at the end of each movie his progression. You know, at the end of the first one, he's like that's it, like I'm out. And in the beginning of the second one, he's putting his, his guns back, his gold back, he re-cements this floor. He just sits there because he's done with it. Yep. And immediately his doorbell rings. Guess what? You're thrust back into it. I got your marker and he's like begging him. He's like don't do this. So at the end of the second one and Winston's telling him, he's like, you got one hour yeah, and uh, you're going to be excommunicado. And, <laughs> and then he, he basically just like, I'll kill them all. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, let tell everybody if they come for me, I will kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, now he's just in it. Like he's like thrown into it. But again, not because, I mean, I guess it is because of his own actions. And that's another thing that I love about this this third movie is in the first two movies, like constantly, constantly they're referencing rules. And that's all they say. He goes like someone will explain something and he'll just say rules. And then they'll be like rules. This one, they add consequences. Mm -hmm. So there's, it's almost like they're taking this tiny, tiny theme that connects all of these assassins together, this rules thing. And now they're, now the story is really about the consequences because now all of these things that John has done, he's, he's burned his bridges, he's he's cut his ties, any any sort of life raft out in the ocean that he's had, he's using them all up fast. So now everybody has to deal with the consequences because now he's dragging people in because it's like I need any I need anything. I need to use all of my resources. Mm-hmm. Now Halle Berry's in jeopardy. Now, you know, the Russians, the Russians. Were in dre- are in jeopardy and everything and he's he just feels desperate. He doesn't the Bowery King gets slashed up because of him. Yep, yep. Yeah. And he is really using up resources. And I uh, Lawrence Fishburne in this is fucking great. <laughs> he's pretty and good in all of them. All of his dialogue is amazing. Like he he has 
he really talks like he believes he's a king. He like he almost feels full blown psychotic. Yeah. Like just in the way that he speaks and like, dude, I can gush about this for a long time. <laughs> I want to uh I feel like we need to get into the action sequences. Yes. I feel like we have to. Yeah. So So many knives. That's one oh. of my notes. Exclamation <laughs> point. So many knives. The the first Literally the first kill in this movie. Oh, so right. so the first kill in this movie, my theater was ready for like hyped up for this movie. Yeah. And a kid in the movie, similar when we saw Endgame, right after that first kill, there's just this kid like in the back row just screamed, John Wick. And literally I came into work uh yesterday morning and one of the kids was like, How how was the movie? And I told him I was like, It's really good. And then I was like, if you like action, you'll love this. I was like, they do some crazy things. And he was oh, like man. and he was like like what? And I was like, first kill in the movie kills a guy with a book. And then he just started yeah. laughing. And then I was like, but it's like brutal. <laughs> and I was oh, like dude, the way he snaps his fucking that was jaw the, that was the part i was like oh dude my first time seeing it i went to like a morning showing of it and just throughout the audience you can hear it's all dudes yeah all dudes reacting but like that kill happens and you can just hear i was even doing it too because like this is just how i react to like all of these like brutal brutal kills <laughs> in john wick you just hear throughout the audience just dudes going like oh fuck like yeah. people are like losing their mind just laughing like oh my god this is violent do you know who that it's not guy even bloody yeah that scene's not even bloody it's just crazy he graphic fucks him up yeah he puts the book in the guy's mouth and then just like punches it like three times and then yeah. he puts the book down on a table facing up and puts the guy's neck on and then just spine. like throws his arm down just snaps on the just... guy's neck yeah. <laughs> that was crazy the guy that he kills you know who that is center for the philadelphia 76ers yeah no i don't know who it is okay <laughs> yeah, I know. But dude, he's that's a big fucking guy. Yeah, I looked it up because because Keanu Reeves is he's he's kind of tall. He's six one. Yeah. His name is Boban. 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 I don't even know how to pronounce it. Boban Marjanovic, I think is how you pronounce it, but he's seven three. Yeah. <laughs> but that's such a cool because we haven't really seen him go against like a juggernaut and like going against something like that. Yeah. So I love like learning about like new characters to us, but like old relationships and like he has such a familiarity with like so many of these like characters and they all bring something different like you have like the ninja assassins you have the russian mob you have the italians you got this fucking giant like yeah <laughs> it's like crazy and then the whole you know all the different continentals throughout the world like we see the one in rome in the second one and now we get one in Mar um in Casablanca and, yeah. and this one. Yeah, it's fucking cool. Yeah. You said this when you saw the movie the, for the first time. You texted me and you were like, I don't want to spoil my feelings about this movie, but this is a game changer. Yeah, <laughs> and it really I, is. So I was like hyped up. And then after getting out of the movie, and I've said this already in this episode, but the way these guys direct action, nobody can top them. No. And Not like, at all. I feel like we crazy. need to just take like a few minutes here, just to like go through a few of them because they're just so insanely good. Yes. And like well thought out the knife scene. Let's start with that because that comes out next. Yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's they, they've got like a, uh, like rows of like, gla like glass cases with knives in it. It almost looks like an antique shop or yeah. something. This whole sequence is awesome. Not even the knife part because right before that, he basically like, there's people chasing him and, and, and he's he, putting together the gun. The, yeah. Uh, which just for one bullet, just for one bullet. It's awesome. <laughs> it's, so it's, it's Funny cool. it's funny because uh uh Chad Stileski said he was like that scene, you know, he could have just found a different bullet, 
but instead he just builds a gun and he's like to kill one guy and he's like no one's called me out on it yet i'm really surprised <laughs> but but yeah. apparently that that movie or that uh that scene is a is a tribute to um Clint Eastwood's The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. Oh, really? Yeah. So they and he's like, he's like, it's not that's even cool. a he he literally goes he's like, it's not even a tribute. It's just a rip off. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but, but like that was awesome. Then they do this whole and he also said this, which is all the like they these type of movies they call them hyper realism where yeah. it's like an exaggerated realism. Yeah, for sure. And they do a lot of like things like it's really self aware. He says, "How many of you ever thrown a knife? How many of you had the knife stick to what it was supposed to hit?" And he's like, "Yeah, nobody." Yeah. And, and then so like there's like times in this where they're just throwing knives at each other and they just, and they're just, they, just they don't they actually don't, stick yeah. yeah they just like hit each other and they just fall like you know the button just hits them or whatever like yeah and I love that they I did a little, like a little research into that scene they said that they were throwing knives mm-hmm. but they said they also CG'd some of them yeah but there's one part like the final kill of it is with an axe oh that's so cool and Keanu Reeves just throws the hatchet across yeah apparently that was a real like he actually like threw the hatchet Jesus and ap- apparently he's like a good throw like because keanu reeves apparently seems like he could just decimate people in real life with all his skills oh dude but he he said that apparently on a few takes he like because he fights with them also where yeah. he accidentally threw them and actually like injured some people oh wow <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy well dude another thing to shout out about keanu he does a large portion of his own stunts that's what makes and, him good. And he actually is trained in multiple like varieties of martial arts. Like he also took like tactical training for three to four months with Navy SEALs, right? Navy SEALs and yeah. X SWAT. Mm-hmm. He learned real fucking life techniques and he did like speed runs where like speed reloading and, and like precision like shooting and everything like that. The thing that they call gun gun foo. Yeah. Is my favorite aspect of it where it it doesn't take much for you to do an action scene with guns. Yeah. And those action scenes can get very like you can get almost like desensitized by them quickly because it's just like a lot of time boom headshot, boom headshot. You're just like yeah. firing bullets. But the way they play off the scenes in this is so real and that plays to the fact that they know how all the guns operate. They know how to reload all of them. He knows yep. how to he knows multiple stances for different like Apparently, uh, when in close quarters combat, John Wick fights in what's called center axis like stance, and it's better for like close quarter combat. Dude, as, as you're saying all of this, I'm just getting like so filled with joy. And, like... <laughs> they like really do all the research, and it's so real. And you know, most action movies, uh, nobody reloads when they shoot, yeah, because reloading takes up time and it slows down the pacing. Yeah, but like in this, like he's got his belt full of slugs at the end of the, in the climax of this movie. Yeah, when he's got the shotgun and. You see how many he's got, so you're almost counting down how much ammo he has left. Yeah, dude. And then, but there's moments where like he fires because they they you kind of tell he's it's four shots in the barrel. Yeah, he takes his four shots. You know people are coming, so it heightens the tension, and he's reloading. But sometimes but it, he just whips a gun at a dude's head. Oh yeah, sometimes because he doesn't awesome. have time. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. but it's awesome because like that almost makes the scenes even more impressive because it's all real time. So it's like he pops off these like four shots. They go down. Then they show him, and he does actual reloading on the gun in real time, and he's yep. just like boom, boom, and then pulls the gun back up and just like starts wrecking people again. Yeah, and it's it's so like the way they do action is unprecedented. It's so cool. Yeah, really fucking good. I would say the first act of this movie is one of the best first acts in an action movie that I've seen in like ten years. Yeah, it's really fucking, <laughs> yeah, fucking it's, incredible. Because there's so many like set pieces that are amazing, and yeah, that, that whole first scene, which is what I wanted to say, like. 
the movie starts up right when two ends and they're basically just like they put up his bounty 14 million dollars in an hour john wick is excommunicado and in an hour you can go and kill him and like They've got the lady on. She's like twenty minutes, and the bounty ten minutes, and the bounty increases every movie. Yeah, started at two in the first one, and then they doubled it if you were going to break continental rules. So it was four million. Then at the end of that, they set it to seven million, mm-hmm. and then they go go through that movie. Then it ends at fourteen, and then it gets up to fifteen million on this in one. This one, yeah. So he went from having a two million dollar <laughs> bounty to fifteen million. Yep. So imagine what it's going to be like in the next one. Yeah, it's probably going to be crazy. I mean, and now it, the high table is involved, so. Yeah. I, also, I just thought it was fun. Now that I said the high table, there's a, there's a, a character in this movie um, called the uh, Adjudicator. Yep. And she's kind of the villain, but she's almost like, she's kind of like the the mouth of the high table. She kind yeah, of like. she's like a proxy. She, she speaks for, for all of them. Yeah. And uh, Keanu Reeves apparently like the way they like come up with ideas for these movies is just really, it's almost like it reminds me a little bit of how like the guys at NetherRealm studios make up the fatalities from Mortal Kombat is they're just like, wouldn't it be awesome if, and they're just yeah. like, and this and this and this. And like a lot of the, like he said, he's like, and then they go into the stables in New York city and like, that doesn't make any sense, but that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Where are these horses? But, but they said, Keanu Reeves apparently was like, and then there's going to be this character called the adjudicator. And then Chad Stelinski was like, yeah, that's awesome. And then he was like, and then I had to look up what adjudicator meant (laughs) (laughs) that but it's it's such a perfect fold because now we get to learn a little bit more about like the inner workings of like this this underground this this underworld of these assassins and everything we learn more about the continentals history and we learn more about like because they mentioned the high table because that's who um santino wants a seat at the high table Mm -hmm. you don't really know too much more about it except for it's basically just like the the heads of like representatives of these different you know areas of new york of like the uh like the assassin like underground all that but they're all like faceless representatives and everything so now like to see somebody come from above the continental because like in the first one you're just like oh continental is like they are they're the gatekeepers and everything then you realize it's bigger than that and then you realize it's even bigger than the high table because then he seeks out the man who sits above the high table yeah i'm i like how every movie they've expanded on the world yeah, I feel like this one expands on the world a little bit less than the second one, but that's because the first one was so linear that the second one was just like blew the doors open on everything. Yeah, this one they do a few big things, but in general, this one I think really... the biggest things are personal to John. Yeah, yeah, that's that's honestly the things that you get the most are like you find out his backstory more, where he came from, and yeah, all that stuff. That, I also that like, I like the stuff at the at the minting when Halle Berry brings him to her old boss, mm-hmm. and you find out because. Because that's something that um, the directors, the writers, they've been asked about in the past is like people have been trying to figure out like, but what's the value of the coins? Like they're trying to figure out like, what are the coins? Like sometimes a coin just gets you a hotel room for two nights. Other times it gets you like a grenade launcher, (laughs) AK-47, like multiple pistols and stuff. So it's like, what is the value of the coins? So I love that they actually did that. Whereas like the coins don't have any monetary value. It's, it's It's a social contract saying that you know, we are trading our services or like there is a trust between us. There's a bond between us. Like I am giving you this in, in return for a, another service. And then, you know, you kind of build that relationship. So I love that they did that. And I love that they kind of like established that like there's only really two rules. It's that there's no blood spilt on continental grounds and every marker 
needs to be honored. Yeah. And, you know, they show similar to how John was reluctant to fill fill his marker. Halle Berry does not want to fill hers because she knows that he's going to drag her into hell. Yeah. With him. I, uh, as he does to everybody, everybody else. This movie. Yeah. <laughs> I like, uh, you mentioned the gold coins. They said that when they were making these movies that the gold coin idea, because like you said, John Wick is originally supposed to be much older. Yeah. And they came up with an idea where like, well, you know what, like, how about since he's a spy, he'll only carry like gold bars on him or like gold on him because like gold is valuable in any country. And then it yeah. turned into a thing where they're like, how about it's like a gold, like a actual currency for like, that's how that evolved. And yeah. it's really cool. Like the whole collaborative process on the world and the writing is really cool. For sure. I want to, I want to get more, more fight more, scenes. Well, I want to do one more fight scene. We can do two more, but there's one more specifically I want to hit. Is it the stable? Because I want to talk about the stable. Okay, talk about the stable. He used a fucking horse as a weapon. Yeah, he did. That was the coolest <laughs> shit. Yeah. I have three notes in a row that end in exclamation point. One is killed a giant with a book, exclamation point. <laughs> so many knives, exclamation point. Used a horse as a weapon, exclamation yeah. point. <laughs> that scene was awesome. Dude, when he that horse kicked and whipped the dude's head back, everyone in the theater went, ooh! <laughs> like nobody saw it coming just cracked a dude's dome open yeah people in the, my theater were going crazy for it that part too awesome awesome the scene i wanted to get to was the holly berry fight scene yes i wonder i wonder if you're gonna say what what i noticed i wanted to just go into how awesome the dogs were but what were you gonna oh, they say? were awesome what were you gonna say one of the things i really like about that scene is the the way it's shot if you notice because the second time i was really watching like everything going on well that's that's really long takes on that one really long takes while you're seeing Halle Berry fight you can actually see what Keanu's doing in the background Mm -hmm. so you could you are seeing almost both sides simultaneously Mm -hmm. just the way that they do that is like so cool because like that's something else that you would think about and be like wait a minute if she's like whooping ass over here like all right then where did he just go like where are where are they in relation to each other what's going on in this scene so the fact that, that you can see both of them in in certain moments and you can see them coming in and out of frame and both dealing with their side of like the issue like fucking awesome love the way that that that, that shot that it might be that might be my favorite action scene of the movie really from from a, from a technical standpoint because the, what you're saying is awesome but also the dogs were like so cool but but not even just that like when a dog does like like a stunt quote unquote a stunt yeah. the dog doesn't know it's a stunt the dog is literally trained yeah, to attack real. that person yeah so and then almost every single scene with a dog in a movie is literally just a stunt double wearing like a Kevlar vest and then the dog just mauls them and they the stunt double just like lays there and then they cut yeah. the camera and they take the dog away. They spent almost a year training the dogs to pull off actual stunts in a Whoa. in an environment so they could keep the camera rolling and have them go here, do this thing, then go there, do that. So that's why like they basically said that they wanted people to know, like, yeah, we didn't cheat. This isn't like CG dogs. Like, this is like real. Yeah, so Holly, that's awesome. Holly Berry spent, and that was the other thing is they got professionals to like train the dogs, but they're like, we need Holly Berry to actually train the dogs because we, right. they need to obey her. So right. she, she spent, needs to be their alpha. Yeah. So she spent six months with these dogs training them. That's insane. And then they, <sighs> and then they, it. and then that scene, they only filmed for three days. That's incredible. But, that, but he, he, and he goes and he's like, you know, the, the, you pay for your return. Like we trained for six months and we only shot for three days, but that's like, if we'd only trained for like a few days, we would have been shooting for like six months or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So like super efficient on that. And yeah, like that one scene where 
the guys above her and she's shooting and the dog runs up her back and then gets oh, the guy yeah. up top. So, so good. Cool. Yeah. Fuck, man. It's really fucking cool. Yeah. It's a really fucking cool movie. But then also, how do you not talk about the fight scene where they're in like the big glass, glass house? Yeah. And like the administrator's lounge or whatever. Yeah. It's awesome. So awesome. That, he's getting rocked throughout it. Yeah. Keanu Reeves going through those those like glass, seven or whatever yeah. seven or eleven or whatever it was glass panels I can't remember how many it is yeah that was a that was a one take for real damn and it was actually <laughs> and it was actually Keanu Reeves he's dude that man earns so much respect from me and he should be for everybody because it was something crazy where it's like the first John Wick movie he did something like around eighty percent of the stunts himself mm-hmm. then in the second one. He didn't even have a double. Oh, really? He didn't have a double. He just did. I I mean, the stunts that he does in the second one are a lot. I don't even want to say more toned down, but you know what's one thing I noticed is a thread throughout all of these. His biggest weakness? Cars. Cars. He gets hit by cars all the time. He never sees them coming, never hears them coming. Yeah. Can't shoot him, but you can hit him with a car. No problem. (laughs) He can also hit people with cars because that first scene in the second movie is awesome. when when Megan and I were watching that, that happened. She put her hand over her mouth and just gasped. And I was just like, isn't that crazy? She was like, that sound that he made. Woof. Like, she couldn't believe it. She was just like, oh my God. Like, because yeah. it happens so fast. And the dude just like, tunk. Yep. And like, whips into a fucking steel beam. And it's just out. And it's I'm, awesome. Dude, the violence. Uh, the innovation of violence in these films is uncanny. Yeah, I like, apparently he always wanted to do that glass house scene. Like, that was the thing. He's like, I've always wanted to do that. That kind of makes and sense, because you almost get a same, it's a similar feel to, like, the, the House of Mirrors well, in yeah, the second he, one. Well, yeah, he said that, like, reflection, glass, something that, that that's, like, something he's always loved. He loves just the aesthetic of it and, like, the symbolism of it and stuff like that with how it's, re- you know, reflection and all that. But he said that, like, he went to the studio and he knew that he they didn't have the budget for it. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, I need a glass house. Like, I need, we need to build a glass house. And, 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 then, <laughs> and, then, and then and then he's like, and he knew that they didn't really need this many floors, but he was like, he always asked for more. And he's like, I need it to be four floors of just glass. And they're like, we're giving you two. And, he, and then, like, in his head, he's like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all, all I need. needed. <laughs> That's yeah, that's fucking genius. And you know what? I wouldn't say that it needed that, but what an awesome set piece and what a fucking beautiful, like just the, the tricks that you can pull, not just with the fight choreography, but just with the, the way you film it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even when you're like watching it through the camera, like you can't tell if the camera's behind glass, like you can't tell if you're looking at it in the same space that they are. And then like they'll fight and they'll come towards camera and then they'll bang against glass. And then you'll realize which side of the glass we are on. And like yeah. the, the, the way it plays tricks on that and the way that they, it uses the lighting and the way that that changes throughout the scene and everything. And I love when he starts doing the, his own ninja shit where he actually turns the tables, starts using the glass to his favor, starts like pulling the same tricks that that guy uh, zero is doing. Mm-hmm. Also, host of Iron Chef America. I was going to say that. I think that's why they had him be like a A sushi sushi chef. chef. Yeah. A little throwback to Iron (laughs) Chef America. Because when I was watching it the first time, I was like, why do I know his face? And then as soon as I Googled it, I'm like, that's amazing. It's the guy that went, beer. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so cool. That honestly though, that glass house scene might be my least favorite in the movie. Really? Yeah. It might be my least favorite, but that's like. It's really freaking good. It's so good. I like actually. No. I like that he whoops ass with a belt. 
Yeah, which they, is kind of foreshadowed when he goes to the Russians and they make him take, take off, off his belt. belt, and he's kind of like head scratching, but he's like, fine, does it anyways. Yeah, probably because they're just like that can be used as a weapon. Like, <laughs> yeah. Take that off, and then sure enough, later he's like belt's a weapon. But I like that whole thing where there's like that honor and there's that respect for each other, and they like help him up, and he's just like, all right, like I got this. Like, I I actually didn't like that. You didn't like that? No, I I, th- I understand where because almost the, those villains in the movie they're almost like super fans. Yeah, so it's almost I like, like that. It's al- yeah, like I get I get it, but it's it's like a gripe that I've mentioned on this podcast before. I hate when like villains toy with their, like John Wick doesn't toy with anyone. If he's if he he's gonna kill you. Yeah, and and they yeah, like, but he ends up not killing them. Well, he ends there up there is that show of respect. Yeah, that not, is true. not the main guy. It's those two guys, and he and he says be seeing you which yeah. is a common thread through all three movies when yeah and i think he they showed him respect and they gave him a chance so then he showed them respect by not killing them because they admitted their defeat in that moment i feel like he shows him like respect the one part he he spares him at one point yeah and then he just kills him <laughs> yeah oh i love i love that guy though that villain and because he has that kind of like fanboyishness mm-hmm. towards john wick <laughs> i love when when he sits up at the end of their fight and he goes that was a good fight though and yeah. he's just like yeah <laughs> he's like don't worry don't worry about me john i'll catch up to you and he's just no you won't <laughs> yeah he, he just leaves him there to die the only other fight scene that i really want to get to and it's mainly just a segment in a fight scene okay because really, I love the whole finale of the movie, that whole sequence. But the yeah. one part in that stood out even more. And I'm talking about the shootout that happens before the glass house, I guess. Oh, OK. Like, like defending the continental part. Yeah. The oh, one part that yeah, stands that's out. Really cool. You know what I'm going to say? The water part. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did, that's not where I was going with it. OK. The water part. Uh, I re- looked into that, too. That was all like live. So like really? all like like the work underwater was in real time. And like them, like firing off the guns and stuff like that was real. And then they just CG'd the bullets and stuff like that. But like that scene, oh, that's awesome. That scene's awesome because he like goes in and then like I just love when he goes over to him and he just puts his gun, gun right to his neck. <laughs> you just see all the blood come out. Yeah. Oh, dude, that yeah, that was really cool. But also in that whole like raid thing, I love. And it actually brings me to to my next point. Like if we want to if we want to break away from like the fight sequences and everything like this. And we had touched on the writing earlier, but like this has like a little bit more humor to it, I'd say, than the the first two movies. I think there's more parts in this movie where you can kind of like chuckle at. Yeah. But never did it really take me out of it. It all felt perfectly placed and it was never like silly gags or anything like that. But I think it's it's self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's it's what made it really cool. But like. When uh, they they fight the first wave and they realize how armored they are, yeah. And he com- he comes back. He's like Winston. Yeah. <laughs> he just comes in and he's like pissed. He's just like, I need bigger guns. guns. <laughs> and 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 then you see um, what's his name? Um, Sharon. Sharon. Whatever. You see Sharon come in too, and he's like taking off his jacket, and then John Wick's just like looking at him, and he just goes straight for the shotguns, and they're just like serious business. They're yeah. just like. <laughs> like they did fine they survived and they killed everybody in that first wave <laughs> but they were still just like motherfucker yeah <laughs> they were just not expecting that heavy armor i i also in that uh you were talking about you know building up the world and stuff sharon's character is an ex-assassin yeah and then they he finally actually ass. they actually finally show him fighting this oh one, my which is god awesome. and then when they go back out with the shotguns that 
first kill with the shotgun literally blows oh, his head yeah, open. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Blows a dude's <laughs> that sets head open. the tone for the whole helmet. thing. You're like, you're like, all right, let's see how these. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's crazy. That that was a good uh, bit of humor there, but again, it felt in place of the movie and like you said, self aware. Another part of I think the biggest thing that makes it funny is the self awareness is when uh, him and Halle Berry are at you know her old bosses and he's trying to get to the one who sits above the table he wants her dog she says no he shoots her dog but it doesn't kill the dog like it just hits the bulletproof vest and he's just like don't do it and then at the end of it all like they wreck house of course because it's john wick yeah they like just ruin everybody in there and then uh halle berry's still pissed and she's just like he shot my dog and he's like I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but just subtle and like it was just really good there because was, it wasn't actually, like hammed up or anything. It was just Yeah. It was it was nice. I like when humor feels naturally injected into movies that are tense. Yeah. Like we talked about us whatever it was a month or two ago and Yeah. Us had a lot of funny moments, but it they never felt out of place with the tension. It felt like natural things people would say. That's kind of how it is here. Yeah, absolutely. I like yeah, I like that too. Yeah. I also like Jason Manzukas, who is the first homeless man we see in the movie, who's just like TikTok, Mr. Wick. Yeah. No time to dilly dally. <laughs> yeah. I love that word choice, dilly dally. Dilly I actually speaking of like hobo being part of like the universe, Chad Stolinski, he mentioned that like the bum thing yeah. was like an idea where they were like, Who would be a great person to be or like pretend to be? If you were an assassin and you wanted to get information on everybody, it's like the most yeah. unassuming person would just be the guy asleep on the side, asleep on the side of the road. You know what yeah. I mean? And then you you like hear all the things, or people you know come or pass through you, and then you you just see and take everything in, and you you're unassuming. Yeah. And I know a lot of people from the second movie were like, "Oh, this is fucking stupid." There's like so many like, why would a hobo be an assassin? Like if he was an assassin, he wouldn't be that. But it's like they have a lot of reasons for a lot of things in these movies that are like. Well, no, that's why. Yeah, I, that was a little thing that I when he said that I was like, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. We've talked a lot about the action. I just want to say one other thing, just because it's super impressive, and I think it's it wraps up kind of the entire point we're making with the action scenes. But like, no directors, I feel like, give you this many wide shots, and it's like almost every action sequence you can see the person from head to toe. Yeah, and, and you could watch people watch like you know adversaries of his run into the scene, like mm-hmm. not just they show up, but like you see them come out of an alley, you see them come out through a window. Except for the ninjas, which I loved what they did there, like they blended into the scenery perfectly. Yeah, like that one scene so when, good when that, the one guy's like up top. Yeah, and he yeah. stabs him through the top of his fucking skull. Yeah. And he's hiding in there. And it's crazy because then like when he like goes back into hiding up there, you can see him then, but you didn't see him when he first comes through. Mm -hmm. And like the second time I'm watching it and I'm just like, they had to have like CG'd them out of the shot or something. It's crazy. And then when you're like really looking, you're like, I there that person was standing there the whole time and you cannot see it. The way they (laughs) light the scenes is fucking brilliant. Yeah. They, he was talking about his creative process for how they compose action sequences and basically, they tell the actors, like, okay, you're going to train for, like, this amount of time, and it's usually, usually like, half a year, honestly. Yeah. But they're like, you're going to train for this amount of time. Like, it's not a thing where it's like, we want you to learn this action sequence. It's like, we want you to actually learn how to do these things, like, this type of combat, this type of, yeah. you know, um, 
It makes Kung it look Fu. authentic. Yeah, though. they make them actually learn it. And then literally the way they compose the action scenes is they show up on the day of shooting, look at like the environment, and then him and the other people are like, yeah, this would be cool. Okay, we want you to do X move here. Then we're going to go cut to like this at this part. And and basically yeah, that's they tell so crazy yeah they, they tell them on, like on the basically because they make the actors and actresses build a toolkit of like destruction basically yeah <laughs> and then they, then they show them up apparently Holly Berry was like she was a wreck because she didn't have any choreography she you know had she came to them to do the movie like oh she, really yeah like she, she came was just a big fan of she it? was a huge fan she came she's like I need to do the third one they're like well it's a lot of like preparation this and that like. You know, you're gonna. She did the tactical training too with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, no, she, yeah, she, yeah, she's great in this. But she was apparently like a wreck because she's seen all the movies and the choreography. And then he's like, "Oh no, you're not gonna. We don't do it like that. Like you show up and then we do it then." Yeah, and and so, and, and so like, but yeah, like this isn't Catwoman, Hallie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they show up on the day of, and then they're basically like, "Okay, you know all that stuff. We want you to do X thing. You know, X move here. We want this. You know, you to use this gun, reload yeah. it. Like yeah, and they and basically like." They should be prepared enough where they can just do all those things. Damn, I that's that was, crazy. That's yeah. hardcore. And they and they basically said they always they start their action scenes from like a wide or an extreme wide and like establish it. But then as like the fight goes in, they bring it closer into like a like a full shot. So it's like the camera moves in, gets really close, and then as the scene like winds up, they bring you out. But it's supposed to be like total immersion for the audience because they just bring you into the action. And when you yeah. said you see people like going through the scenes. Like there's a lot of time where the camera is moving forward and villains or whatever, they're running forward, like past the camera. Yeah. So it's like, they're fighting people in the background, but then people from the foreground are coming in and stuff. It's just crazy. The way like everybody is involved. It, it really feels like there's more than just what you're seeing on camera. It's crazy to think that this is coming from people who just started as like stunt doubles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you were a stunt double, then you were a fight coordinator, and now you're directing a movie, producing a movie, writing a movie, like all this. And it's this good. Yeah. Not, not just the fact that it's like based around action, but there's decisions that are made behind the scenes that are, that go so far beyond just having an understanding of like fight choreography. It's like, it's storytelling. It's it's insane how how well they pull it off from not really having like that kind of a background previously. Yeah. I like what you said earlier where these movies speak the most or a lot without actually saying it cuz like yeah. it, they they said they want everything to be visual storytelling. Like they want you to experience the story through just watching. Like you don't they don't want to explain anything to you. Yeah. And I definitely think that that's true a lot is they show you Dude, less the, is more. Yeah. It really is. But we had touched on some some things that uh, were some obvious connections to the Matrix. Figure maybe we, we touch on some more. Yeah. So we had already mentioned, you know, obviously you got Keanu, who was Neo. And then you have Lawrence Fishburne, who was Morpheus. And now he's he's in this. He's the Bowery King. Mm-hmm. Also, again, just have to say, fucking love him in these <laughs> movies. It's so fucking cool. So you have that little connection. Then you had David Leach and Chad Stahelski, who were stuntmen and helped coordinate stunts in like the Matrix movies. So yeah. Stahelski was uh, Keanu's double. So we got all that. Do you know who the doctor is? I do. He's the, uh, what are they? The, the, the key, key master. master yeah. From the second matrix. Matrix reloaded. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. I was hoping I'd have something on. I you. knew that one. Yeah. Do you know anything, uh, any other deep connections 
deep, deep connections or just any connections at all, I guess. Well, there's one really obvious one that I know we both know. Yeah, the little line of dialogue yeah. right before the raid on the Continental. Yeah, which is awesome. It's like psyching you up for this whole battle. And Winston, I think it's Winston oh, says to well, well, he he asks, you know, are are the resources of the Continental open to me now? He's like, well, given the circumstances, I'd say that uh, your privileges are reinstated. What do you need? Guns, lots of guns. Yeah. <laughs> apparently oh, the first so good. apparently the first line was just guns. He just says guns, and then yeah. I don't know if they told him to try it or whatever, but. Coincidentally, I don't, but I don't think it's a coincidence. I think they did it intentionally as a as a tribute. This is the this year is the twentieth anniversary of the Matrix. Yeah. So I think they're like, and Let's... that's what he says to what's his name, Tank, right? That's the guy who like does the programming in the Matrix when he's talking to him. Oh, when, like, I, Neo I, was like, I'm gonna take on, yeah. and then get back Morpheus. That's what he says. He's like, what do you need? And he goes, guns, lots of guns. Yeah. So it's pulled directly from the Matrix. Matrix. The the first time hearing it, I was. It felt familiar, and I was like, I think that's from The Matrix, but I couldn't be sure. And then when I got out of the movies, I Googled it, and it was. Yeah. And then knowing that, going and see it the second time, it gave me chills when mm-hmm. he said it. I was like, oh, my God, because <laughs> it's so badass. And, I also uh, <laughs> I don't think it's a coincidence that they do the guns, lots of guns line, and then the lighting in this scene just changes all everything in green. It's green. I'm like, oh, and yeah. And it's a, it's a lobby shootout like the first Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking cool, man. It's it, fucking cool. This isn't actually that you know, the, these things in this movie aren't the first Matrix like Easter eggs because yeah. in John Wick 2 when you see, meet Lawrence Fishburne's character, mm-hmm. he brings him into kind of like a it almost looks like a locker room and yeah. there's lockers and in like he's standing in the middle of the shot and there's two lockers that are empty on the side of him, but there's two things in it. One and they're shampoo bottles, but one's blue and one's red. It's supposed oh, to be I, like the red and the blue pill. That's really cool. Yeah. I I've never noticed that. Yeah. That's awesome. As we said before, the Matrix was like revolutionary yeah. in terms of action. And there's franchises that have come out probably between then and now that are like great. Like Taken was very popular. I, yeah. I don't, it wasn't on the level, but I almost feel like now like John Wick is setting like Similar to how the Matrix did it, John Wick is now setting the standard for what an action movie can be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's cool. It's almost like a passing of the torch type thing. Yeah. I said this to you earlier, but the first act in this movie, at least the first half hour, is pure gold. Yeah. So incredibly good. The thing I love, though, the movie starts right when John Wick 2 ended, and there's there's a timer, like I said, and there it's counting down until he is basically on the market for them to kill with the bounty and all that. Yeah. But the timer sets tension up because it's like the clock is ticking down type thing. Yeah. And it reminded me a little bit, and they've said that they're very influenced by Westerns. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot of High Noon. I yeah. don't know if you ever seen High Noon. Yeah, no. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of like, once the time is up, shit is going to go down. Yeah. And, and and shit goes down before the time is even up in this. But it's... Yeah, I know. I, I love that they set that up. I, there's a lot of really cool things that directors have done just with time and timers and stuff like Dunkirk. The soundtrack and Dunkirk or the score, if you listen to the background, there's a stopwatch ticking through the entirety of the movie <laughs> just to make oh, you feel crazy. on edge. Yeah. And I don't know. I felt like super on edge. Like, oh shit, something's going to go down right in this beginning, you know, beginning of this movie, and then it hits zero, and then you just get, like, 20 minutes of pure gold adrenaline craziness for... Yeah, dude. It's awesome. And I also like that line that Winston says where he's just, he's talking about, he's like, $14 million contract, every interested party in New York's going to be chasing after him. I'd say the odds are pretty even. even yeah, yeah, I love that line, too. <laughs> and guess what? They're not even, because John Wick is a fucking monster. Yeah. Baba Yaga. 
<laughs> boogie woogie. Boogie woogie. <laughs> yeah, boogie woogie's coming, motherfucker. I don't so you've seen all the movies recently, like like you a said lot. earlier. Yeah, a lot. I liked the score and the music in this movie way better than the first two. Yes. Way one hundred percent. In particular, way better than the first one. Because the first one, when I watch it, it's it's like action movie type stuff. It's kinda like techno Yeah, rocky. I do, they have a few like actual songs in that movie and I really don't like them. Yeah. In the first one. This one though, I while I was sitting there, I was like, "Oh my god, this is so like I like the fr- I love the I love the classical music that plays. Yeah, right that's that part the, was awesome. Right before the raid, that was cool. I like the music a lot in this one, and this is probably also just budget constraints. But when you go back and watch the first John Wick, there's definitely a lot of stock footage when they pan through like the city and stuff like that. Like there's yeah. a lot of like bird eye shots that are like up oh, there's stock footage and stuff like that. But yeah. now you can tell like they've got the budget to like actually actually do like want. yeah. So like the cinematography is boosted up in this. Not like the cinematography was bad in any of the other movies. But... I love the look and feel of these movies. Yeah, I, I thought I was really cool, and I coined like my own <laughs> my own term for it. And then I googled it, and apparently like I'm not the first person who's come to this conclusion because because I was just like I'm like man, it's so cool because it's like kind of like noir, but it's also like. A lot of like neon colors and it's vibrant. I'm like, it's kind of like neon noir. I think I invented that. Guess what? I didn't. <laughs> I was super disappointed You're when pissed. I found out. <laughs> yeah, but but you know what I mean? Like, it, and I feel like it's the perfect way to describe it. That neon noir. It's like dark. It's got grit to it, but it's also neon. Drive is like that too. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there's a few there's a few that are that are like that that I can't think of just off the top of my head now. But when you go back and watch the first John Wick, all the colors and like the way the camera it's very bright. It's almost like overexposed in a way. Oh, OK. And then as soon as the assassins come to the house to kill him. Yeah. It, everything's dark. And then that's yeah, when they get switches. like that's when it from then on out. Everything is just that like dark, like neon dingy look. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean. It's a little on the nose, but it's cool at the same time because it's it's literally it's not like oh now he's happy it's gonna be bright now it's it's literally like as soon as he snaps into back into like John Wick the rest yeah. of the movies are all neon dark and yeah you know it's fucking cool though yeah. I love I love that look do you have a do you have anything else I do I have some go numbers ooh go, I have some, give, but give not some our usual numbers okay not not the numbers that you always give me because you do like the real research. <laughs> I got some I got some some dirty numbers for you. Dirty numbers. Yeah, some dirty numbers. They gonna arouse me? <laughs> yeah, man. They arouse me. Okay. I, I have kill counts. Ooh. I got, aroused. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds hot. What I did was got the kill counts for all three movies separately and then total kill count. So John Wick one, the first, our introduction. These are just confirmed kills that we see during the movie only from John Wick. So no other deaths. If somebody else kills somebody, that's not included in this count. So like in the first one, John Wick kills 77 mofos. (laughs) In like an hour. (laughs) In an hour, yeah. The first kill isn't until the 30-minute marker. Which and the movie's only an hour thirty five. He averages one point three kills per minute, <laughs> per minute for the rest of the movie. It's awesome. Think about that. I mean, obviously, some of them it's just like he kill like six dudes in like two minutes. Even <laughs> even crazier than that. So seventy seven in the first fucking movie. The second movie. 128 confirmed <laughs> kills. I believe it. 128. 
Are you kidding me? I got. I wonder how many of them are in that tunnel sequence alone. Because he's just like he goes through the club area and he's just mowing people down, and then oh, he goes yeah. to the tunnels. And this is the other part. I think he's in. Um, it's like the, towards the finale, and it's that one scene where he just walks into the middle, and it's like everyone just staring him down. Oh yeah, and he just pulls out the gun, and he just blasts everybody in the Dude, room. Fucking crazy. That movie averages 1.1 kill per minute because it's a two-hour movie, and he starts killing. It's like the first fucking thing. (laughs) Yeah, really. They don't waste any time. He's just like, I'm fucking killing everybody. Yeah. So basically, that's a kill a minute for the entire movie. And then that brings us to today's movie, John Wick 3, Parabellum Kill Count. 94. Ooh, less than the sequel. A little less. Or less than, you know, John Wick 2. Yep. Less than John Wick 2, more than John Wick 1. This movie is the longest of all the movies. This one's two hours, ten minutes. Yeah, I knew that. So this one, we got 0.8 kills per minute. So they scaled back, but they really didn't. They really didn't. It's it's funny because, like, I guess technically it's less kills per minute. But but also Halle Berry killed a lot of people, too, so those aren't counted in this. Like, That's there's true. a lot of... De- I bet you if you counted just all the deaths total, like, it would be more. Because you also take into account, like... When the uh, ninja assassins are going through, they're killing oh, yeah. all the homeless people. They're killing the so I I bet you it's far more kills than either of the other two. Yeah, I can guarantee you there's more kills in this movie than there were in John Wick too. But John Wick himself only kills ninety four. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> Pussy. But his grand total for all three movies. 299 confirmed kills Damn. in all three movies. So he's he's averaging 100 kills per movie. There's got to be uh, a lot that were cut, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Chad Slonsky said that the assembly for this movie was like an extra like 30 minutes. 30, I think more than that. He said it was like 245, and he was like proud about that. Then he got it down to like 225. And the theatrical is 210. But yeah, there's an extra 35 minutes of John Wick out there. Murdering. Yeah. Murdering and or just walking through. (laughs) Cool environments. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, those are my numbers. I know you got like the real numbers and you got the real stats and stuff like that, though. I do. So what do you want? Do you want to know the tomato tomato on this or do you want to know the budget first? Mm, hit me with budget stuff first. And All right. So it's hard to do kind of like how much it's made. It's only been out for like. This is a week. Today's a week. Oh, today's one week. Yeah. It's been one week since John Wick came out. (laughs) (laughs) We've had two great song adaptations already. Down with the Wickness and it's been one week. It's been one wick. One (laughs) wick. Yeah. Jesus. One One week since John Wick came out. I I like, it's been (laughs) one wick. (laughs) One wick since you went Shot your ass in the eye and now you're dead, bitch. <laughs> so the first John Wick had a budget of $20 million. Okay. It made 88. Cool. Quadrupled it. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. And that gets you a sequel. The <laughs> the second John Wick had a budget of $40 million, so they doubled their budget and it made $171 million. So yeah, nice. quadrupled its budget on that one, too. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so so I mean they're they're just getting bigger because this movie had a budget of fifty five million mm-hmm. and a week in neither none of these are a lot of money. No, well you know in, what in terms of like making like especially movies like this, but you know what? Save a shit ton of money not not hiring stunt doubles. <laughs> yeah, because everyone is just you know trained. trained. I mean you save a lot of money on that, and then also you don't have to use much CGI. No. Like I was reading a thing, the guns they use now are 
like the they they shoot blanks and stuff but yeah the way they work back in the day or not even back in the day, you know like 10 years ago even the guns would fire off like little like spark like like explosion type things so you couldn't like put guns like close to people because the shit would still come out of them and it could like burn right, you or whatever somebody but it was like a necessary thing because they needed the gun to eject the bullet from it to give it like that real oh, look yeah. now they have it where the gun fires off and it makes the explosion sound and the bullet ejects, but it's not going to like harm Nothing you. Nothing sparks or Yeah, so they can, they can get closer to you with guns and stuff like that. Which is why he just puts it to dude's throats. throats. Yeah, and he's just, <laughs> they save a lot of money not having to go back with like, I mean, really, what do they do with CGI in this movie? Blood? Yeah, pretty much nothing, man. Blood and like some explosions and like I mean, but there's not even that many explosions. Yeah, no, I mean I'm sure they do some lighting and, stuff, and, and there's and... some practical ones like they throw in smoke bombs, but there's nobody in the room when they throw them in in that scene. So mm-hmm. like you could just fog up a room. Yeah, like nobody was in there. You're not hurting anybody, so you may as well just do the real thing. Yeah, and it, it really helps that like you don't have to like stitch Keanu Reeves like face onto someone digitally. You know, like yeah. through CGI. Because dude, they... I'm wa- I was watching scenes and i was just like i'm like there's no way he actually did that and i'm watching and i'm like that's his face the whole time yeah. i'm like there's no cut here there's i'm like that's him that's yep. him doing it it's fucking insane they they were really inspired um by a movie called i think it was called the villainous i've never watched it but they were inspired by that for the the motorcycle sequence in this movie and oh, such, that is a really good scene. And it and basically like in the villainous, apparently all the characters are wearing helmets so they could like really cheat it where just yeah. stunt, stunt doubles. But they were like, we mean business. Keanu Reeves isn't going to wear a helmet. No helmet. But, but, but a Keanu Reeves is also, of course, because he's fucking amazing at everything. Apparently he's yeah. apparently he's like crazy, crazy good motorcycle already. Yeah. Rider already. So like, dude, they, um, they were just like, this guy's better already at riding motorcycles than all like the stunt doubles. So it was like, fine. yeah. Leave yeah. them on so it. they like didn't have to spend any money on that either. It's like, insane. like all the money probably just went to like locations, the people's like contracts and stuff like that, and you then know, like you Tom, know b- building locations and stuff like that. Like Tom Cruise has such a big head about just like, yeah, man, I want to do this stunt, and they're always like, no, Tom, like if you get injured, like we're fucked and whatever. Yeah, and he doesn't even do like anything like too too crazy. Tom Cruise can suck a butt because he's no Keanu. Tom Cruise does crazier stunts. You think so? Yeah. Tom Cruise does crazier stunts. Keanu Reeves does better action. Okay, fine. Keanu Reeves has said before, he's like, I don't do stunts, I do action. What a badass. Yeah. Speaking of his badassness and going back to the motorcycles, as like a like a rap gift for like all of his doubles, like stunt doubles and stuff from like the Matrix movies, he bought all of them and they were like between 10 to 12 different like stunt people who worked just for Keanu. He bought all of them a Harley. Wow. Each one of them, he bought them a Harley. <laughs> That's and awesome. And they were just like, are you are you serious, man? He's <laughs> just like, you guys make me look good. This movie wouldn't exist without you guys. Going back yeah. to just how awesome of a dude he is and how humble and just That's so sick. how respectful he is. Getting back to what we were saying, this movie, he's got a budget of $55 million. Oh, wow. We went on a real tangent. We did, yeah. <laughs> $15 million higher than the last one. Yep. A week in, and it's at $109 million. Whoa! Yeah, so it's probably it's. I this mean, is the movie that knocked that took the number one spot from Endgame. Yeah, first movie since it came out. Mm-hmm. Took four weeks for a movie to come out and knock out Endgame. Yeah, I'm glad this is the one to do it. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy about that too. And uh, they've all quadrupled their budget. They've all been greenlit for sequels. This has already been greenlit for a fourth. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, they're on pace right now to hit like 
at least quadruple their budget. Maybe maybe they can go even further than that. So that's awesome. I mean, I'm really glad that this movie's doing well because I want more. It's such a technical like masterpiece on a lot of levels and stuff. Yeah, like that. it really it's... is. So, what do the people feel? What do the critics feel? What is the tomato tomato? Tomato tomato on this. The critics are at eighty nine percent. Okay. Tomato eighty nine percent. Eighty nine. Tomato. The audience. 91%. Very 89 close. to 91. Yes, that's a B plus to an A minus. Very close. I am going tomato. What's your letter grade? A plus. A plus. I wow. love this movie. Oh, man. I want to see it again. <laughs> it is so good. Because, all right, so second time watching, I actually changed my grade. What did you have? A, wait, you want me to see what mine is? Yes, what's yours? I'm also going tomato. Okay. I'm going A minus. Okay. I was originally like around like an like a A, like somewhere somewhere like around like a 93, 94. Mm-hmm. You know? And then I went to see it the second time. And I left the theater and it, it I was all joy. Watching the movie the second time, I was like, I'm going to look for things to scrutinize. Cause I'm like, I feel like I'm too high on it. I don't want a recency bias, which is also why I watched the other ones so many times. It's really fucking good. Yeah. Do, do you want to rank the the movies themselves real quick? Yeah, we can do that. I I want to see it again. And I had said earlier today before we were recording that talking to my brothers, I'm like, yo, this weekend you want to go see John Wick because they haven't seen it. I, yeah. I'm wondering if my grade will tick up a little bit after I see it again. I couldn't find anything I didn't like about it. Yeah, like I tried. For me, I I still don't love the second act. But I don't mind the second act. I I was super interested to learn more about the history. Yeah. So that's really what it was. It was a history lesson. Mm-hmm. It was, I want to know more about the high table, and I want to know more about like John's thing. You know what I really wanted, want to get out of the fourth movie? I want to know what his impossible task was. <clears throat> yeah, Because be they've cool. never said it. I want to know what his impossible task was that he had to complete to get out the first time. To kill a man with a fucking pencil. Yeah. <laughs> the second act, and that's that's I think maybe on a second viewing, I'll like it more. But to me, the writing, it felt very just point A, point B, a little too haphazard and sloppy for me. And I, that might change. You were convincing me a little bit when, when you were talking about it. Yeah. He's thrown in disarray. Yeah. So... I might like it more, but again, like I was thinking about like, what's the main draw for the movies? It's, it's the action scenes. Yeah. That's like the main thing that you're going to see these movies for. And I think they know that. Yeah. They definitely know that it's, it's crazy, but I think this has the best action scenes of the whole franchise. Yeah. Or I know it does. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I'm telling you, trying to rank out a top five fight scenes between all three movies, I almost gave all five of them to John Wick three. Yeah. But I was I was sitting there and I was like, am I really gonna like how much is that second act killing? Because the rest of the movie is like honestly that first act. I was sitting in the theater, I was blown away, and yeah. then and then the second act, I you know was in a little bit of a lull. But then the third act came back, and I was blown away again. I think the movie starts really really super high and ends super high, and everything in the middle. I think on a second viewing, I'm gonna like more. And yeah, no A minus man, I really like this this movie. Yeah, what do we had three four four A's now on the pod. Four A's this, two. Well, well, I got two A pluses. Yeah, no, but four grades total in the with, A range. With the a I range. think I've got two A minuses, an A, and an A plus. So nice. So this is actually really difficult, right? Really difficult. I'll give reasoning why what goes where, because it's funny because they all land in different spots for different reasons. Yeah. Do you want me to go first? No, you I'm think? gonna go first. Okay. 
Number one, no. Number three. Yeah. John Wick one. Really? Yeah. Wow. Number two, John yeah. Wick two. Okay. Number th- or then my number one is John Wick three. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. I think they I think they get better. I actually I think I like two better than three from start to finish. Okay. And I really I think that two brings more to the table in terms of fleshing out the world. Just like w- watching things happen in the movie and being like, how the hell did that get made? That's like in- impossible. Yeah. This three is technically just phenomenal. Yeah. And I've been thinking about it and I'm just like, I re- like, I really want to watch. Like I saw John Wick 2 and I was, I liked it. Yeah. I didn't need to see it again. I need to see this again. Yeah. Like I really, really want to see it again. So, so for me, third, John Wick 2. Okay. Second, John Wick 1. And then number one is John, John Wick 3. 3. Yeah. But for different reasons, because the the action and the craft behind these movies escalates every single time. So if I was going just off of that, I would I would do it the same way you did. One on the bottom, then two, and then three. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I think I think one it has the best motivation. Like I think his character has the best drive in it because it he actually has drive because the the second one it's just like he's thrown back into it and then he's on the chase but then the third one i think he has a better motivation because at that point now he's just fully committed to just baba yaga yeah and he's just like at the end of two when he's like that if if they come tell everybody i will kill them i will kill them all <laughs> so it, now it's just it's just he's unhinged which makes three really cool but two just feels the most hollow in terms of his motivation to actually go through and kill. Yeah. You know, the three, t- I mean, the reason that I have one at the bottom, mm-hmm. the story is very effective, but it's, it's very, it's very sim- simple. Part of me feels like the story itself could have been written by anyone. Okay. That is, that, that. that isn't the biggest thing. I honestly, but, but one has my favorite line out of all three of them. And it's that is that when he's he's like you know people keep asking me if I'm oh, back because yeah. it's the first time in any of the movies it's really one of the only times in the movies you really see him get like charged up and like you can just tell he's just like so just like fired up and like honed in but this like you see raw emotion out of him mm-hmm. it's fucking great and it and it's really like a huge turning point in the whole series because then everything after that becomes really like hyper realistic like violent like that's really where it takes like its biggest turn i'd say yeah really like like i said i still i really like the first one but the second honestly the second one just feels more creative to me the world building and two i feel more like you're building something original here yeah and that's another cool thing about it there's no source material yeah i mean now, now there's comic books yeah i know but hopefully they don't do anything they don't try to like bring stuff in from that. What do you What do you think about the show? Yeah, I heard they're trying to do a show about like the continental. The continental yeah, I don't know. I hope that they don't spread too thin. I think Derek Kolstad is writing for that. Yeah. Also, oh, I think it and Keanu Reeves is a is an executive producer on it. Well, too. apparently John Wick is gonna appear in episodes. Oh, cool. Yeah. So maybe it's good. I don't know. I think it's. I think appears the right. Like he's yeah. not gonna be like in in the lot. He'll probably show up here or there and be like pop in and out. Yeah. Whatever. So now, do you want to knock out these goddamn fight scene rankings? Yeah, we'll try to do this uh, fairly quick for everybody. Yeah, well, we can do them quick. So, what's your what's your uh, your number five? You go first on this one. Okay, I'll go first. Yeah, my number five is 
from John Wick 2 getting his car back from like that first scene of the movie mm-hmm. because it really sets the tone for the whole movie. And yeah. You want to talk about like hyper realistic violence, like crazy shit. When he whips that dude with his car, I lose my mind every time. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so awesome. cool. And the whole, and even like the interstitials in between, like right before the fight starts and then like all the cars crashing and everything like that. Like it's just a crazy scene. And then like you have like the big bruiser, like walking towards them and it's just like oh shit because this is it's like a stupid thing that happens in like these action movies all the time where like oh this guy's too big you try to punch him and it doesn't do anything and then you have to like hit him with like a crowbar or something like that yeah and it's just like the dude full-blown picks him up flips him around slams him on the ground john wick backs up and he's just like slow walking like yeah i'm a badass and he just blows out his kneecaps <laughs> and you just hear him screaming for like the next five minutes like you hear him throughout like the rest of the scene like as he's like walking up to the guy's office mm-hmm. it's just really cool and it's a it's a real tone setter for the movie yeah. so that's that's my number five my number five is literally what you just said really yeah my number five <laughs> is the car scene from the beginning it's, of john wick 2 it's super cool <laughs> yeah i i was asking asking my brother after he watched it and then we got into the action scenes and i was like yo what about that car scene and he was like yeah that was awesome yeah, <laughs> i was like it's yeah really it's good. so cool what's your number four my number four would be from john wick one the first the first kills his ha- the house fighting house fighting? scene. oh that's cool yeah nice. i like that because it's the first time you see him in action and you just see how crazy he is. And he has like a ton of different, like interesting kills, like right away. Like there's that thing where he like leaps up and like wraps his legs around the dude's arm, drops him, And then like shoots another guy from like behind the TV. He kills a guy through a wall. Mm-hmm. He snaps a dude's neck on his countertop. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. So love, love that. That's a, that is an awesome scene. He kills like 12 people in five minutes. Not even. <laughs> yeah. No, that I don't even know if that goes that long. But it's crazy. Yeah. My number four is, I don't know how to word it, but it's the Continental fight at the end of John Wick 3 with all the green oh, yeah. lighting. That's my number four. That's cool. Yeah. So like with, with like all with the high table, like the people in the armor. Is that yeah. What all about? like the ar- armored guards and stuff like that. That's my number four. I just, I love the lighting in it. I love there's comedy in that. I love yeah. the, keep going back and forth and uh, getting the weapons. I love, I mean, Obviously, there's great choreography and all of it, but in this one, I really loved like the workings of the guns and stuff like that, and picking out the ammo, and then actually seeing the technical aspect of him reloading the guns and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. There's that water scene that I mentioned earlier that I really loved in, during this moment, like this whole scene. Yeah, it's and, fucking crazy. And then, I mean, yeah, it's just super bloody and it's awesome. It's fucking lot. gnarly. Yeah. Well, that's a good lead into my number three. Okay. My number three is the. The glass rooms, the administrators' lounge from, from John, John Wick Three. Yeah, yeah. I I love like the way again, like it's like these these like tracking shots where it's like pulling back and he's just getting his ass whooped down the row and he's just getting smashed, smashed in through all, all the, the glasses. <laughs> oh, dude! And the way he kills the first dude, like when he finally like gets the upper hand and like the dude like swings his sword to get stuck in the glass, and then he uses it while it's stuck in the glass and runs the other guy's throat across the, the other it, guy's sword. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, dude. Fucking great. Fucking great. My number three is the knife fight from John Wick 3. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Then yeah, the knife fight that we mentioned earlier in this one is He stabs a dude in the eye. That's how it that's the second to last kill. Whips a hatchet at a dude. The hatchet is hilarious. There's comedy in those in that a little bit too. There's comedy. Like when they're like 
they're like looking behind and they're just smashing all the windows and just throwing <laughs> knives at each other and like half of them aren't sticking they're just bouncing off and yeah like, some of them are and like he's got one in his shoulder and he like whips one at some yeah i completely dick. forgot about that yeah the one is sticking in the guy and and it's really cool because like he throws like six knives at one dude. He's like whips them. And it's like his dick, two in his stomach, three in his chest, and then one in his forehead. Like the nuts. The, the, the knives and like they're sticking out of people and they're still fighting. But I, I also I love the just the concept of like when you throw knives, yeah. it doesn't always stick. So I love like the comedy aspect of it. And also before you got that really cool scene where you actually, I think that's the first time you actually see John Wick like build a gun, like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do something on the fly, kind of, where he can build something. He almost, like, MacGyver's the shit out of it, which is kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, he does. You know, I re- that's, honestly, when I go and rewatch the movie, that's going to be one that I'm going to just be, like, super amped super, for. Super amped for, yeah. Nice. My number two is from John Wick 2, when he's going through the catacombs or, like, the, you know, like, the, the tunnels, the secret tunnels yeah. at the estate and everything. It's, like, dark, and it's, like, fucking crate and he has like all the guns that he like got in the scene before i planted i, I love also, that scene i was gonna say i love when he goes to like like the butcher and stuff like that yeah and he's like with the lining of the suit tactical i like also that was another, they were talking about yeah. ideas for the movie and they're like let's make a bulletproof suit yeah it's fucking great <laughs> yeah but like when he's actually going through and like picking out all the different weapons and like just <laughs> it's insane and he he basically but has like a guy like kind of like pinned, pinned for against a second, the wall. and while he does it, he He's, reloads the gun and, and then, then pumps a fucking slug into him. <laughs> yeah. And it, but it's like the shotgun's right up against him, so it's like kind of muffled, and you just see on the back of the wall just blood splatter yeah. all up the wall. It's so fucking crazy. <laughs> That's your number two. That's my number two. My number two is literally what you just said. Also, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. It's a really yeah. good one. Oh, that, that was a that was a contender for one, obviously, because it's number two. But yeah, no, I I love that one also. That was. I think when I watched that one for the first time, my number one, I had a holy shit moment watching. Like that was my number one is kind of when I was like, oh my god, these are amazing. Yeah. But the second one when I watched that one, that that one I love that movie so much that from that point I was like, I don't care what they do the rest of the movie, I'm gonna love this. Yeah. That's how much I like that whole scene. That's how much I liked my number one. What's your number one? My number one is the knife scene from John Wick Three. Oh. <laughs> I loved that because it's like you know we've seen him use guns and we've seen him do like all of this stuff. Like we haven't seen anything like this in any of the movies. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to like they're just kicking it up. It's him the whole time. Yeah, you can tell it's him the whole time. It's so good. It's really good. I can't wait to see it again. I might have to go see it again this week. My number one. Is the Hollyberry John Wick dogfight nice? Yeah, nice. And that and, and that goes back to like innovating. Like now they got dogs and they're yeah. using them as like tactical like weapons. That's 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 the main reason why. I mean, a lot of these have never. A lot of these fight scenes have never been pulled off before. Yeah, but this dogfight is literally never even been attempted before. <laughs> yeah, it's like, crazy. There's there's been scenes from other like kung fu movies and stuff that have like inspired them through like different fight scenes. This one though is going to be a scene that inspires other people to try and push what you can do with like, I don't, I don't know, what you call them actor animals or you know, yeah. but you, you know, Hollywood animals. Like, it, it, this is insane, and it's all. I feel like the next one they're going to give a, a machine gun to a monkey, <laughs> something crazy. <laughs> it would be one thing though, like if they were doing these. Stunts. They're going to tie a grenade to a snake. Yeah, they're like tie the snake around the grenade. <laughs> Just go. Uh, yeah, it, it would be one thing if the camera was cutting. Yeah, but it's not like I think I think in John Wick three, the camera lingers on an action scene the longest during that scene. Yeah, probably. So, so it's like probably true, like 
really long, unbroken cuts with two actors going at it, doing their own... That glass room scene, like when they first start whooping ass and he's going through all of the the yeah. uh, glass cases and everything that's a really long shot without a cut that is a long one i th- i think the i think the dog fight has a longer one though yeah oh we'll, you know we'll what see. let's go see it again i know i'm gonna I'm we gonna haven't seen it the... together we should go see it together we should i'm gonna try and see it over the weekend so i'll let you know but yeah no i it hasn't been attempted and you got two lead actors both doing amazing choreography and on top of that you have two animals doing amazing choreography <laughs> yeah. in, in unheard of in one unbroken take like nuts yeah dude yeah nuts a lot of nuts those dog bit on a lot of dudes they nuts. actually really did <laughs> <laughs> really chowed down on them Woof. Yeah. well dude man this movie's fucking great i'm yeah. so glad that they're making these i i really hope uh people will go see this and if you're listening to this and you haven't seen a john wick movie watch all of them and then go see this so how crazy is the next one gonna be because now it's gonna be john wick leading a hobo army <laughs> Just against the high table. It's going to be insane. It's probably going to be John Wick and Lawrence Fishburne for the most part. Because there's one thing that happens in a lot of these movies. And not not a lot of them, but there's times where people help John Wick and they die almost immediately. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I I like that when there is a supporting character, somebody who is like kind of on his side, it's very brief. Mm-hmm. And it's just to like kind of chug it along a little bit, but it doesn't. They don't steal the focus because it was the same thing with Halle Berry in this one. Not that she dies, but she wasn't I, in I it was, as much as she thought as I, I thought she would be. I thought she was going to be in like the whole movie. She's only I was, in it for like twenty minutes. Right. I was worried it was going to do that thing where like it's like all right, now we add like a partner and mm-hmm. like they they carry on or whatever. I'm glad that it, she was literally there for just like those like two scenes. She's only in the second act. Yeah, that's it. And mm-hmm. and it, and it just pushes it along just enough mm-hmm. but it but it still adds more depth to our john wick character because you hear a little bit more about like some of the things he's done in the past but, but yeah this yeah is, this was a good time i'm i'm really happy we got to do this one me too i can't wait for the next one i think we got two years now i think they said 2021 nice well not so, nice i want it now I but want it now <laughs> it almost feels like they're just ready to go with them we're kicking off the summer cram yeah man fucking excited but we got a lot more movies coming for you guys we got huge weekend that we're about to start we actually are seeing uh bright burn yep tonight that's what we're seeing and then we got tomorrow i'm gonna go see aladdin and book smart nice so i'll be ready to record three episodes next week are you ready for that i i've seen book smart i need to see aladdin i don't know if i'm excited to see aladdin <laughs> really i've heard good things i've heard bad things oh <laughs> yeah i guess we're gonna find out i'm gonna find out the hard way i got like a 9 a.m showing i'm going to tomorrow there you go it's gonna help ha- that's gonna be how i start my day <laughs> so i hope it starts off on a good note hopefully hopefully nothing is set in stone yet but we're working on a hub where we can do maybe more reviews yeah, no, no, we're fine to say that. We're fine to tease the people because part of the summer cram is we want to talk about more movies. Even in us doing this, there's going to be movies that we miss. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to read up on some of our reviews and stuff, we're actually going to be writing real written reviews. We're going to be taking ourselves a little bit seriously. I, th- I think I'm still going to swear and shit in it. Oh, yeah, you can. You can. Hard I mean, not to. Well, we can. It's our website. We're going to do whatever we want. But yeah. we're, we're working on building our website and everything and unrolling like a huge, you know, little uh, fucking, I don't even know what to call it anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Um, you know, our, our host uh, kind of dropped the ball last week. So we've been yep. looking into made different us, hosts. And yeah, I think we think a little bit about some yeah. of our decisions <laughs> in our early startup. <laughs> and, uh, you know. 
put a little bit more effort into this for you guys. Yeah, but I think I, mean, I think we put it's a lot be... of work into this already. Yeah, no, we put a lot of work into it, and I think we've already committed doing the double reviews <laughs> for the summer. Yeah, but we, we've we've proven ourselves to take this very seriously. But I'm I'm actually I'm really excited for doing some written stuff because I mean there's been movies this year that I've seen or you know and you haven't or vice versa and it would be nice to have more content on stuff that we didn't do episodes on like ugly dolls exactly an ugly dolls review is much needed and much sought after I watched the silence the other day oh god me too fuck awful <laughs> so bad awful I watched that was so bad and then I watched Cold Pursuit. Did you see Cold Pursuit this year? Cold Pursuit. It sounds familiar. It's a it's remake not a movie, isn't it? No, it's a re <sighs> thank God it's not. <laughs> it's a a remake but Liam Neeson's in it and Oh right. I remember when that was coming out. There's a lot of controversy. Why was there controversy? Because he said some racist shit oh. or whatever. Okay. So like people were just like, Liam Neeson, you were racist. We're not seeing your movie. <laughs> and then I guess it did bad, but it also might have been a bad movie. It wasn't that good. I thought that was bad. I honestly, until John Wick, I watched a few really stink, really bad movies. Oh, I've been around. watching a lot of stinkers lately. <laughs> you want you want a couple of stinkers? You guys can check out. Watch Backdraft Two. What, what the fuck is Backdraft Two? <laughs> Do you know what the first Backdraft is? No. It's a it's a movie about like firefighters and stuff, but it came out in 1991. So of course in 2019, they thought <laughs> let's make a sequel. It's about time. It is the dumbest. I, <laughs> when we're done here, I actually have to show you a couple of scenes in the first like 10 minutes. It's, it's fucking insane. <laughs> it's basically, he's a firefighter, but he's like a cop. Okay. And he's just like, another fire in this building? Not on my watch. He's got like a, he's like fighting fires with a gun, basically. It's <laughs> like, insane. <laughs> but Backdraft 2, dog shit movie, gave it an F. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of them. Ugly Dolls, I gave an F. I was about to watch possibly like a Netflix one. What was the one? Uh, it's Wine Country. Oh, that's not that bad. Okay, I was going to watch that. I, I told you, like, if you're going to watch some Netflix movies, that's one that you can watch that's, like, it's not the worst. I don't know if I should give you my grade before. I don't want to spoil your experience. No, 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 you don't You don't have to. I will give it an F on my own. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I gave it a C. I gave it a C. For cunt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know what reaction <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, we want to get more reviews to you guys. We want you guys to uh, get a little bit more of a taste of what's going on in our brains. Yeah. Because we know you're fiending to spend more time with us. I think the more content we can bring, the better. More quality content that we can bring. As long That's as what's important. Yeah. Quality. I think this is a quality episode. We came with the knowledge. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, this is the most well-researched I've been on any of these episodes. Yeah. I think this is a good episode. I think, honestly, we kind of made a change in the format of the show. Yeah. It's between, funny. Between me and you, we made a little bit of like a conscious yeah. decision to do something different. I think the episodes have been way more concise since then. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> and if they haven't been, let us know. Tell us. <laughs> And also, like, you know, we already gave away our shirt and our uh, our merch and stuff like that. But you can still write us reviews. We're still looking for those five-star reviews on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever you call it. Rate, subscribe, tell your friends. And until then, suck it, losers. <laughs> <laughs>